It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as I discuss the 2023 film, The Flash. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and an affiliate. Welcome to our initial thoughts over the new DC movie, The Flash. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna with with our speed force powers, Caleb and I are gonna like just hold everybody there and stop time for a second, even though that's not the same. But still, that's not what the Flash has. But <laughs> hold on, listen up. We have we have opinions and we'd like to discuss them with everybody, even though this movie's canceled. Yeah, speaking of which, I really haven't seen too much people coming out against this movie. Surprising with Ezra Miller's uh, yeah, backstage debacles over the past several months. Off-the-camera debacles. Yeah. But besides all that stuff, we probably won't address that too much. I, you know, I, I'm more going to just judge the performance that they put on for this film. So. Absolutely. Yeah, we have to talk about their performance here and uh, not anything out... Well, not not that we can't talk about that stuff, but yeah, just, yeah, you're right. For now, let's let's stick to the movie. Yeah. So your your opening thoughts and in, in coming in, were you apprehensive? Were you interested? Or were you just kind of seeing it to see it? Well, the initial yeah, my initial thoughts were that I was not impressed by the trailers. They obviously leaned very heavy on uh, iconography, <laughs> but there's a lot more iconography in this film than people would realize from the trailers. Uh, unless you know, people will probably already know all were in this movie by this point given it's a month later since it's been out but uh the trailers you have very lean much into uh michael keaton as the batman or as a but i don't know if it's the batman but it's because because he's his city like his gotham city looks you know like uh i guess pre-flashpoint batman so this is where we gotta like make we gotta come up with like i guess um labels that's why that's that's quite modern of me but uh no we have to like designate like who's who so in keaton's timeline uh gotham city doesn't look like you know the burton universe so it's kind of weird unless they just were like ah, let's take all this down and let's remodel yeah it seems like he's not exactly the batman that we knew he's just a closer variant than uh yeah the ben affleck one yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, sorry, my initial thoughts. Um, I, well, I actually wrote something down on my board here because, uh, you know, we, I'm doing, we're working for, like I said, imi- uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery. So uh, why not, you know, flip my board uh, and say this movie made me feel like there is a discussion and or an argument that can be made as to which is a better alternate universe type movie between The Flash and Back to the Future Part 2. 
Wow, that is... Yeah, that's much more divisive for me than maybe some would think. But <laughs> Indeed, I, f I figured somebody would at least be like, now hang on a second there. Um, yeah. But yeah, initial initial thoughts, yeah. Um, I was I was surprised. I was uh, I was surprised I'm not coming here with pitchforks and torches uh, like I did with Transformers. This time, I actually seem a bit more on the positive side of this. I'll, I'll at least um, won't say everything just yet, but yeah, I, th I think I'm gonna flip my sign over and say uh, I'm, I'm feeling this. Oh, okay, okay, and I'll, I'll say just for the audience, uh, we'll probably do like we usually do on these episodes, which will be coming much more frequent lately, which which I don't mind. Or we'll uh, do like 20 minutes of non-spoilers, and then we'll jump into the spoiler stuff in the later half. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't know if I if I can come up with a... Well, maybe I could say this movie made me feel like, despite the clusterfuck that the DCEU has been, if this is the way to go out on it, it makes me kind of wish we got a little bit more. Because uh, I've not liked the majority of these movies, and somehow this movie made me feel, in a weird way, nostalgic for uh, maybe what could have been. Like Isaac mentioned, we definitely see a... A lot more heroes than I would have realized in this one. And it's just kind of like, oh, the, you know, I, there is some of this that I, I liked. And I never really cared for what they were doing with the Flash. I, I thought he was the best in the Snyder Cut. Which, by the way, you haven't seen still, right? Or did you? I, I still have yet to see the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Hmm. Yeah, I thought he was by far the best in that and still not great. And so to get this spotlight pretty much at the end, I'm positive Ezra Miller is not going to be reappearing. <laughs> that that seems quite uh, certain by this point. Finally, they serve this character right, I think, here. And getting this chance to really focus on that, that side of the universe and have this very different flavor from all the other members of that Justice League. Yeah, it made me wish that they'd utilize that character a hell of a lot better. But I guess that goes to the just about everything in this, this DCEU so far. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about all the details, because there is definitely a lot, and I'll say I went in with my arms crossed just because I'm just, I have no enthusiasm whatsoever for these DC uh, Universe movies, and I never cared for the Ezra Miller Flash, except for my, minorly, as I mentioned, in the, in the Snyder Cut. But yeah, like you said, the trailers just look like they're going to be like desperately trying to be like, remember you like this stuff, please God, remember. So that's what I was expecting. But where to go from here? Where where to start with this this film? Well, hopefully this is non-spoilers. But what is your best thing and worst thing, sir? Uh best thing is Ezra Miller. Shockingly, wow! Holy smokes! I doubt anybody <laughs> on Geekvolution would have like said best thing is Ezra Miller. Yeah, and you know me, I uh, Batman '89 is one of my all-time favorite superhero movies. Despite its flaws, it's still just has such a it captures such a a comic book feel on, on screen i just think that thing that thing's wonderful and i love seeing michael keaton back but ezra miller really did just i i, I feel like they stole the show in both performances i feel like felt very different and, and very the same at the same time there's a great continuity there and in the emotional moments they also did a, a great job of selling which i would have not have guessed with this this character of all the silly stuff that we've seen i wouldn't have thought that those moments would have as much impact as they did so so i was impressed by that um and I'm, I'm sure you're gonna ask what's my worst thing my worst thing is is the film 
just has an abysmal visual quality. And we, we talked with Eric a little while ago, I don't know if it was recorded, and he was mentioning that he too was shocked by the effects. I feel like he almost even downplayed it. He, he was more complaining like, oh, sometimes they look like uh, early 2000s Rubbermen. But constantly the scenes with, between the two flashes, two berries, you could tell that one of them was just a CGI face put on. And sometimes I wasn't even sure if they were doing like face replacement or if they really were just having a rubber CGI face put on just to like smile and, and nod. And I was like, oh, it, it jarred me the whole movie. Thankfully, the performance was good enough to, that I could get past it and just enjoy the dynamic between the two. But man, that was jarring. But how about you? Best thing, worst thing? My best thing is the adaptation. The adaptation of Flashpoint, and I'm notorious for saying I'm not a fan of Flashpoint for uh, kind of what it is, because I'll, I'll make it brief. It's, it's funny how in Flashpoint was meant to reboot and, well, basically start off the New 52 uh, back in 2011. And it's so funny how that came about and was like... The new 52 is like kind of we'll see like it's it's been 10 years so like that's a that's a whole other retrospective for another time but one of the things about it was that it was very dark and they were trying to be like super edgy and just like oh look at like how much you know we can get away with or whatever it was like at the same time they were also trying to uh be open or what is it be more accessible uh to new comic readers readers again they were just all it was was just trying to get more readers to read comic books that's the whole reason why it's for money's sake um and and so it's funny how largely it was kind of looked at in like a very how, how do i put this like the, the, the writing kind of can, can either be like you know looked at in a, in a comedic sense or just like really you guys are writing this and and there was a lot more like darkness to it and it's funny how, you know, we had Zack Snyder beginning this, like, I guess this era of DC films with like Man of Steel and BVS and how, you know, kind of dark and serious and bringing his tones to the, the pictures. And so it's very funny how the movie immediately is like, it just began like maybe minor spoilers, but it just begins in a very light setting, like, like. Mm. like a, a bright setting and almost like you know everything is sort of okay except for you know a hospital about to collapse in on itself um everything's bright everything's dandy uh look at our heroes they're they're all like they, they they're working well together actually makes me appreciate if flashpoint was the end of the new 52 rather than the beginning of new 52 um and that's obviously a whole other story in of itself but mm. it, it makes me appreciate that flashpoint is if if this is the case, is the like last part of this uh, this 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 Sna Zack Snyder era? Excuse me. Mm. Uh, what worst thing? I'm gonna have to yeah, maybe put a hold on that because usually usually I'll I'll just be like ah this is my worst thing and then I change it like later like through as we start talking about the film. But um, I can't say the beginning's goof like goofiness because I mean like I think that was intentional. <laughs> I mm -hmm. think it like. Because there's a lot of stuff that is over the top. Yeah. And I, again, I, I, I kind of found that I think that it was intentional. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll probably, you know, I'll, I'll put a hold on my uh, not feeling or yeah, what I'm not feeling. Um, and the worst thing uh, as we as we continue talking or as we uh, keep talking, excuse me. Sure. 
Yeah, just mentioning the the opening. Yeah, it was like they wanted to accentuate all the stuff that is really jarring and off-putting about this character. They just hyper do it, and, and it makes sense that he's he's like at a peak point of stress, and so all those elements of his per personality are just kind of shining through. And and, and to be fair, because the early scenes, he's trying to get some some breakfast, and he's dealing with this real idiot. Uh, person working at a cafe who is just a rude asshole and I guess oblivious to the fact they're a rude asshole and and yeah so we see Barry just yeah being that that Zack Snyder version of the, the Barry character and then so I was it, I was like oh boy like is this what we're gonna get this this whole movie because the trailers kind of made it seem like that was gonna be what we got but once once push comes to shove and Barry has to be the the leader be the one kind of making everything happen and puts on his his serious cap i feel like that is when the character starts to really feel more like he's not just a a comedy relief kind of joke of a character and he really does have strength to him uh what, what, what do you think about how he how that character is coming across this time i concordly agree again i can't really state otherwise uh i can't say like oh this is what the character made me feel like from previously when we were watching or in in like Zack Snyder's Justice League because well I, I didn't watch it so oh I oh yeah have nothing to base off of I forgot yeah you didn't even watch the uh the original cut right I've watched some of it but largely I'm not like sure scenes are coming back to me but I'm like they're not the same or they're 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 just different oh that's interesting then yeah coming in with almost a blank slate for this this character huh yeah and, and i guess in that regard knowing that you are a fan of flash in the comics and you watch that that television program i guess both television programs huh. yeah what would you think of this version in this movie so this is largely similar ish to uh grant gustin's uh the flash 2014 uh, if i you know can be specific here and the basic storyline is the, the Jeff Johns version of um, to separate Barry Allen from uh, Wally West and maybe Bart Allen uh, is he has tragedy. He's very different than, you know, when uh, the, the original creators wrote him again, the, uh, the original way Barry Allen was written is kind of just, or originally yeah, the original Barry Allen's very like milk toast. Everybody says he doesn't really have any much personality to him. You and I know him best from uh, what Darren Cook, Darwin Cook did him with him, excuse me, uh, in uh, the New Frontier, and we kind of like that characterization. Uh, as you know, little as he had to do in that, we we did enjoy kind of what he was doing there. But here, yeah, it's largely there, there's a lot of similarities between this and, like I said, Grant Gustin's Flashpoint or Flash, excuse me. Uh, except <laughs> there's none of uh, Flash's rogues gallery in this we don't see gorilla grad we don't see professor zoom and we don't see mm. captain cold so i found that pretty interesting that we largely use villains that we've already seen before uh and well then there's obviously the uh, kind of overall villain which is which is interesting but we'll get into that yeah. soon but again for i remember uh, when Ezra Miller was there initially uh, cast as the announcement in like 2015 or whatever it was, uh, initial cast for um, Flash in, in Justice League or Dawn of Justice, whatever it was. Uh, I remember 
what little posts I was was on, like what forum posts I was on or message boards I was on uh, back then. I, I can remember so there was some discourse where people were like, oh, why couldn't have been Grant Gustin? Uh, even uh, the the Arrow star, Stephen Amell, he was a little bit peeved off as well, thinking like, come on, couldn't couldn't uh, yeah, uh, Grant Gustin have played uh, him instead? But they instead went with a different idea. So I, I, I will admit that I was probably on the... Uh, not agreeing with Ezra Miller just based off of what everybody else was saying, but just like, yeah, why, like, you know, kind of like, let, let's give these guys who are on TV, like, you know, something like, let's bring them into the movies. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll talk about that uh, a bit later. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely was trepidatious and also kind of like you, very like, you know, our arms crossed coming in, being like, all right, impress me. And um, tip my hat, eat my own words, I was impressed. Yeah, and to be fair to those people, I mean, when when those trailers for that Justice League were coming out, and they were just, it was, the the Flash was almost like a Jar Jar Binks in that trail. Those trailers, it was like every time we saw him, it was making some just stupid crack, and and that was basically his role in that that original cut was just the terrible comedy relief guy. So it's <laughs> I blame the studio for for going in that direction and we we could have had this better version of the flash all the way through they just didn't serve Ezra Miller right with with how they uh, presented him and it is a shame that on the final one they finally get it right but I guess what can you do and at least we got something that justifies this version and how do you feel about the younger Barry that we get I guess a good character contrast and Definitely, there were there were points where um, older Barry was like, "Yeah, I cannot believe how like annoying I am." And so <laughs> it's almost like I wonder if that is some a bit of like meta commentary uh, and poking fun at his performance in either uh, Josh we- Josh Wheaton's uh, Justice League or even however Barry acted in uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, I I also wondered if that was a little a little uh, kick to that. Because this thing is is all over meta. It's just everywhere. It seems like the crew behind this were digging deep to all the DC stuff. So maybe they were, yeah, kind of giving the finger to Joss Whedon, considering I'm sure he pissed off all the people in the DC crew with his behavior on that uh, that film. So, but yeah, no, I I I really I appreciate that contrast. And yeah, even though the younger Barry definitely features a lot of those annoying characteristics. I feel like Ezra Miller just got a better balance with it, and contrasting it with the more serious one, I, I feel like that humor actually worked well as a kind of counter to uh, how serious the other Barry was. Again, I think, it, yeah, they were they were really trying to contrast <laughs> I don't know, apologize, but definitely uh, trying to contrast to show, like, even within, like, two movies, uh, look how far this character has come. Uh, look how more serious and I mean yeah that's really uh, truly um, older Barry is a lot more serious and you know he's he still has pro- again uh, this is why uh, Dan of Geekvolution probably likes uh, Barry Allen the Flash because don't tell me that even in the beginning with like him getting ringed out by his boss you couldn't like come on that's like pure Spider-Man isn't it mm-hmm. yeah I can see those connections there I, I wonder if this is I don't know, because this is like, because I wonder if does does Flash stand up even in his own movie with his uh, other characters, uh, with the other players of the piece? I, I wonder. 
I think he does, but it's with those emotional moments. Not that the other characters and players aren't giving a performance, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, comparing the MCU Spider-Man, who's a lot, you know, again, an adaptation. It's a it's a different take on 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 the classic Spider-Man stuff, mm -hmm. uh, where he's kind of got the help of the Avengers with him, and he is an Avenger and before he is like a web-swinging, uh, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Now, do you mean does does he hold up against the other characters around him in this movie, or or with the Justice League and the the Snyder stuff? I guess I should. Uh, yeah, part part of me I didn't explain myself fully. Um, it goes back to the, the the beginning of like the conception of this film is that can Flash support his own film without the mm. need of other DC iconography? I see. Yeah, and I think yes, to a point, of course. I mean. That first season did have some, you know, special guest stars of, of DC characters, but for the most part, that first season kind of, kind of stuck with his story, you know, however, you know, I, you know, botched it was or, or whatever. But yeah, I f I feel like yeah, Flash could probably do his own film, uh, and 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 handle his own film without everybody else. But again, that's. This is like the this was the safe version. This was uh they, they chose to go the safe route, uh, and I think it worked out for them. Yeah, and it was always Barry was always the the central focus. Like those other characters were clearly supporting, and they filled out their role. And I'm sure in terms of uh, the studio being wary, like oh, are people even still interested in these this series at this point? Having something like Michael Keaton coming in would make older audiences who are maybe grown grown tired of this stuff would, would come back just to see him. Which I'm sure they were also trying to do with that Batgirl movie that got shelved. Again, so. that's maybe that, I wouldn't say that's my like absolute worst like, but I will say that that is a uh, problem of Warner Brothers again not being in full control of themselves. Yeah. They're very unsure. They're indecisive. Uh, they don't exactly know what they're doing. Um, they're butthurt that Disney is, you know, clearly their superior and they dislike that. But so they're, you know, doing anything they can to, you know, get ahead of them. But <laughs> hey, whining's not always going to, you know, do yourself a, a better favor. But sorry, that's, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah, we could do a whole bonus episode discussing their reactionary tactics of tactics with this this universe but maybe we'll save that for uh discussing the rest of these films down the line which we'll get to in this yeah yeah of course i'm sorry let's, let's yeah that's my, my apologies let's let's stick with the flash yeah and i i feel like the one thing to address before we i guess maybe two more things to address before we get into spoilers is uh yeah one how do you feel about michael keaton and then two what how do we feel about supergirl but i guess we can start with michael keaton Okay, uh, how do I feel about Michael Keaton? I, I'll go with you in that it's not a full... Um, it's an adaptation of Tim Burton's Batman. Um, because he's doing a lot of things here that the original Batman probably would not have done. Especially for his age. No offense to Keaton, I don't know how much he's in yeah. the suit. But all those acrobatics, it's like... <laughs> I didn't see this in the original, uh, in, in both uh, Bat Batman 89 and then um, Batman Returns. Yeah, he couldn't. The suits were too heavy. He could barely move. <laughs> uh, did you notice that, maybe minor spoilers, that he had a different suit that allowed him to turn his neck? Uh, what did you, you say there? I apologize. Um, 
Did you notice how I think he had a different suit later on where he could turn his neck? Oh, yes. Yes. I think that was intentional. Yeah, and the suit that we do see him in was, uh, it was like a combination with some pieces from 89 and then mostly returns. And then, yeah, a couple updated bits with the armor and the neck. Yeah. So it was like a nice marriage. I don't know if this is uh, the same thing, or I don't know. I, I, I don't think this is a spoiler. Uh, you can tell me if it is or not. But when they're inside the Batcave, that that shouldn't be no a that's spoiler, in the right? Because that's that's yeah. in the trailer, right? Thank you. So when they're inside the Batcave, and you know, younger Barry is in there, and he's freaking out, he's flipping. I was like, it is Batman stuff. I wonder if that was also a like potential meta commentary over um like fanboys oh i'm sure i mean you could you could feel the glory shots of like look we've got the old batmobile here it's we all loved it and here it is once again like you could tell behind the scenes that they are probably themselves just yeah gushing over being able to be a part of that being resurrected I mean, but I wonder if that's also like, I'm going to say deconstruction, but also like, look at how pathetic you guys look on oh. screen or sound. <laughs> that's what I kind of meant. Um, no, I, I, I think there was a loving hand by the, the filmmakers here. Okay. I mean, I guess that is true, but I also looked at it from a cynical perspective of look at like these you know, sheep or whatever you want to call it. These these Damn. seals, whatever you want to, however you want to call it. <laughs> these these internet people who are easily pleased of like you show them, uh, or general audiences as well. Not just internet people, but general audiences where it's just like, hey, look at this. It's a reference to this, and like, look at how good. So it's them on screen, just like, and then Barry's the serious, like our older Barry's the you know the more refined people. Like, I can't say it myself because I'm not a refined person. But basically, like, look at how stupid you like. Like, look great now. How look how stupid you are. Damn, damn. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't get that. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's. Uh, oops. Uh, but I'll say as again, I I already mentioned how much I love Batman '89. Yeah, no, it was definitely nice to get a chance to see that old Bat Cave and have the the old. Uh, Batmobile, and I even loved that uh, the main universe one, Ben Affleck. The the Mercedes that he was driving around looked like it was very much a reference piece to the Batman the Animated Series. It wasn't exact, but I was like, oh, I feel like that's what they're trying to recreate here, and I I think that's a nice touch too. And it was it was kind of funny to think that, I mean, was it just last year that we saw? the batman resurrected and then now this movie we get yet multiple other batmans and that that was yeah, interesting to think yeah and this doesn't I, I will say i'm happy that this doesn't put down not that it should be putting down but i was okay with this i was i was actually like genuinely okay with seeing like a different take on batman yeah like i had no problem with that it doesn't it doesn't throw matt reeves the batman under the bus which is what i love yeah no yeah it doesn't yeah it feels like it's a completely different world and very different flavors and i like that they just coexist like that um but speaking of uh yeah coexisting how do we feel about this this new uh element with kara being inserted inserted uh is is that also somewhat spoilers or i mean she's in the trailer but yeah uh, here's here's okay so here's the thing i actually thought that was superman's daughter oh oh okay Hmm. um (laughs) Maybe this is a little petty of me. I, I apologize, but usually whenever I think of Supergirl, I think of, you know, a blonde woman. 
Yeah, and and I don't know if you recall, uh, but those those internet uh, the trolls were up in an outrage at the time. That oh wow oh no one it's woke that we're bringing in Supergirl because uh, we used to have Supermans and now woman so woke equals <laughs> and then two they were like and it's extra woke because she looks like she's in some way Latina what what so woke crap we refuse to see it blah blah blah. You know those people huh, huh. Oh, okay i mean again i didn't like i, I apologize I, I don't mean to sound like them or anything like that even though i think i already did something but yeah usually when i think of supergirl she's usually drawn uh blonde hair but i have no i very much liked uh the actor who portrayed her uh yes. in this very much so very very good looking uh actor as well i must say yeah and i feel like she had a lot of uh intensity and i think that it all, that all played well, especially considering you know, her circumstances in this film, which we'll save for spoilers. But yeah, no, I, I like I like the flavor that she brought, and I hope that they could do something more with her. I would I wouldn't mind seeing her, even if it's a different variation of her. Maybe you know, in a different universe, there's a different version of her that we could use. Yeah, I, I feel like this actress definitely brings something to the character that is new, especially for the films. So so I'd like to see that. Yeah, I would definitely like to see her come uh, return uh, in some capacity. I don't, I don't know how, but I definitely would not be remiss, depending on how they write her, but I would definitely not be remiss uh, if they brought her back on screen. Um, yeah, her role in this is functionally like, uh, not to boil it down, but yeah, it's it's just another, um, I don't know if it's consequence is the word, but definitely like another change because like again the butterfly effect i mean from flashes meddling with time travel so uh, of course like uh they were going to um like replace her with with um kal-el which i was okay with uh the part with the um i guess the other switch with uh you know man of steel's nature if if, if you if, try not you know it's kind of a weird spoiler, but like not fully. I was okay with that. I, I also should have seen that coming, but I was like, "Huh, I guess they did that." Yeah, we can discuss that in a moment. Yeah, we can probably just jump right into spoilers now. It's been half an hour. All right, so uh, Caleb, you know what to insert. Insert bending the elements spoiler sting in yeah. here, so you know our our audience can uh, clearly know because we're uh, not subtle about it at all. This is the spoiler section. This section of the podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Enter at your peril. My name is General Zod. I come from a world far from yours. I have journeyed across an ocean of stars to reach you. For some time, your world has sheltered one of my citizens. I request that you return this individual to my custody. For reasons unknown, he has chosen to keep his existence a secret from you. He will have made efforts to blend in. He will look like you. But he is not one of you. 
To those of you who may know of his current location, the fate of your planet rests in your hands. To Kal-El, I say this. Surrender within 24 hours. Or watch this world suffer the consequences. So, Barry... Well, I mean, it's not really a spoiler if you know it, but, like, I'm happy they ended the movie the same way they started, which is, like, Barry undoing his, uh, I guess, actions. Yeah. Yeah, learning the... And I was worried that they were gonna finagle it, and it it being, like, he didn't really learn to, you know, take responsibility and just accept the way that... that accept the fact that he can't fix everything. I was expecting them to kind of mess with that. And I guess you could say that they did, but I, I feel like the uh, they did enough to show him having that character growth, which I appreciated. So, are you disappointed that the ending has a CGI creature in it, or are you like, uh, do you give it a pass given the nature of it? Now that, do you mean the, uh, I guess they're some sort of take some sort of adaptation of like a reverse flash situation or at least that's what i thought they were going for so it's not so much reverse flash it's more what i i actually really like this version it's barry allen himself but it's the i can save everybody to it's like logical extreme in a fatalistic intent mm-hmm. where it's completely like the it's uh what, what is the definition of insanity yeah exactly yeah yeah and, and i will admit um because, of course, we all knew coming in, if he'd seen any trailers at all, that there was two berries. And uh, once we first saw that that thing during, I think it's the second time that he goes back in time. Maybe the first, I don't know. Uh, he, it happened, once he goes, uh, no, it's the second time. Because the first time is when he realizes, oh, I can do this, then he talks to Batman, and then he eventually does it with uh, after Iris, uh, the conversation with Iris. Yeah, I'll admit, I was yeah, almost immediately thinking... Oh, is this going to be that other Barry? So, so that surprise wasn't a—it wasn't a surprise. But I think that the way that they did it ended up being more satisfying than I would have uh, expected initially. I will uh, reveal my simple-minded brain and the fact that once um, younger Barry had that—what um, is it? He had that piece of metal stuck in his arm. I was like, oh, that's when I clued in. So I'm uh, not privy to that stuff. No, no, that that's fair. It's nice when they can hold those reveals. And again, I think that they they did it a lot better than I was. Because uh... again, that that was still early in the movie, and I was still kind of like, okay, I don't know what this is gonna be. The DC movies, they just in general have not been particularly thoughtful. So, so I ended up being surprised, not just that they that they uh, contrived it better than I expected, but the fact that the emotion during that that whole sequence of them all confronting each other actually played a lot stronger than I was anticipating. Yeah, it's funny how we give some of the characters, the, the support characters, both, you know, Keaton's Batman and then Kara, we, we give her, or we give them enough of character, but we don't give them arcs because largely, again, like you said, they're, like, non-forgettable. Or they're, they don't, like... I, I, I When I say this, I, I, I mean this uh, utilitarian-wise. They, they're, like, they're, they're pointless by the end. No, no I, I wouldn't say point. I mean, uh, yeah, in terms of, yeah, 
what they excuse me can do or accomplish yeah yeah like what i mean is when um when when it's the du- like when it's the race between him and his younger self before you know we eventually see um the insane flash the the insane berry as i'm calling him mm-hmm. um they're gone like they like not a thought is given afterwards but i still like that because especially when uh what is it when when keaton confronts him over like uh mainstream barry excuse me he confronts him over like how come you uh you you have the ability to go to like any timeline or whatever why why you know you have your powers back how come you just don't leave it's just like because i'm here to help you Mm -hmm. it's like that you know what that right there that 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 makes me i'm like all right that's that's barry allen that is that is a hero right there yeah, and I love the idea of them giving him a chance to, in a way, form his own little Justice League. And I love that moment when uh, Michael Keaton asks him, like, what were you guys, what'd you call your group in that other universe again? And he just kind of likes the sound of it. And he's like, oh, that, that sounds like something I would have liked to be a part of and would like this this chance to be a part of something like that before the end. I thought that was, was really cool. It's actually funny. This movie can almost even go back to the original... Um flash comic just in that we have um because if, if you recall the the uh one of the first flash issues not not jay garrick i mean but barry allen's uh flash comic it's the one where it's like there's a there's a brick wall and then there's jay garrick on one side and barry allen on the other and so it's them like oh, yeah. coming towards like saving a, a child i believe so it's kind of like that as well i didn't realize that until now it's like okay they actually kind of go back and do the whole two flashes idea so it's like it's been there from the beginning um, and I'll just say this, I was also surprised that they, this was a multiverse movie and I, um, I, I give it my approval. Not that my approval means anything, but like, I was okay with it. I was genuinely okay with it. In fact, I realize what this movie is, but, uh, wait, wait your thoughts in on me, please. Oh, with the multiverse element? Or just like with whatever I'm saying, if you have anything to comment on, cause I don't want to. Uh, to go too far without hearing your uh, ideas yeah no i think that they help handled that element in a different way than we we usually see i like the idea of time travel not being something that's uh yeah so easily linear you know it, it's not just you go back you change one thing and from that point on everything's different it's like you going back is an act of just it creates all these ripples and it can stretch back decades before you ever showed up I, it just kind of disrupts things I gotta give credit to, even though it may seem ridiculous, I, I gotta give credit to Keaton Batman when he explained it to everybody. I, I'm pretty sure I understand some of the stuff, um, like like the quantum physics ideas aspect of it. But like, I think for an audience, uh, a general audience, I'm pretty sure that's the most basic you could like explain it to without their brains going what, <laughs> coming up becoming a fried egg. Yeah, they uh, unlike that fried baby. <laughs> Yeah, they do it quick, and they they have the kind of visual metaphor, and yeah, I think they they get it across very very well. It does feel weird, like why is he suddenly so knowledgeable on this? But who knows what Batman's doing in his his spare time, just researching all this stuff in his his retirement. Yes, so. no, that is uh, that is definitely yeah. What, what, what <laughs> he's just like you know becoming a polymath or a Renaissance man. And I like that moment because initially Batman. Or the Michael Keaton Batman's like, no, nah, I'm not interested in helping you guys. I'm in retirement here. You guys do whatever you're gonna do. But he, you know, it, it's not like he just went to a room and just got drunk and you know s- stopped paying attention. He was 
he was letting them use his his facilities and his uh, resources, but he was still you know keeping an eye out. And I loved uh, the scene when Barry was making his little plea to him and mentioned, you know, even though so many things are different, there's still these little set things that don't seem to change, with you having an Alfred as well. So so I like that. I thought that was. Uh, a nice bonding point between the two of them. The fact that Alfred still had that kind of impact with this uh, this Batman. And I'll say it was, it was quite nice seeing uh, Jeremy Irons again. I always wish that he had more to do. And I, I that's the one thing I regret about them not getting their Batman movie. Because I've never been a fan of the, the Ben Affleck version. I, I don't necessarily blame him for it. But it just never really felt like it was fully developed. But I feel like Jeremy Irons just had such a great idea for what Alfred could be in this version. And it's yeah, it was nice to see him again. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just the guy in the chair. I mean, well, he does sound like Alfred. And yeah, it was, again, it was it was a different take from, you know, what we got from uh, Justice League's version or at least uh, Batman versus Superman. But again, they were really course correcting going all right let's go lighter let's let's go way wide honestly uh i i kind of wish that it was it started off darker like i, I wish it's it kept it was in that um zack snyder darkness and how he how how is how he treats the atmosphere and the cinematography so it is that like you can't see anything and then by the end then everything's light so it's like okay that's the subtle change of like things have changed yeah that's interesting that's interesting yeah maybe we're supposed to think that the Barry universe, the original universe, Prime, I guess, yeah, just is that kind of darkness. But to be fair, the Aquaman and the second Wonder Woman movie, especially, they they had already gone into that lighter element. So this is true. They are kind of trying to change the vibe, and I guess Shazam too. That's true. Yeah, Captain Marvel uh, is supposed to be a lot lighter. So, um, and I don't know where Black Adam stands, but like sure it it's weird um but uh, so what i what i realized uh is that this movie is the like well I mean, there's probably other movies that have done this as well but at least with like a big budget movie like a mainstream hollywood adaptation or, or piece this is a very good definition of like a rogue uh like video game interesting interesting uh, so what a roguelike light is, or what rogue uh, means in terms of gameplay, is that um, the game will have an endpoint. I don't know what it is, but the game will usually have an endpoint. But at any point, if you die, you perma die and you start back at the beginning and reset. And either the levels could be procedurally generated, or it's the same level over again. Mm. Um, so I kind of was like. Oh, I never thought of that you could put Flash in a roguelike setting. Uh, and they kind of did that towards the end where it's like, oh, we could just fix the timeline. I guess that's what Doctor Strange sort of did, that the first one. But I'm like, that was with time. I guess it was with the same thing. So it's not like time. Yeah, it isn't like um, Doctor Strange didn't do that. But I guess I like this more. <laughs> that's not fair to Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's such a such a minor element of that that movie just kind of the climax it is seeded in through the movie when he was like mulling with it uh the time stone with the apple so it's yeah. like okay like that's at least good setup but like i do 
at least when younger Barry starts getting a higher, it's just like, I can save people. He gets, starts getting delusional and it's just like, I could save Kara, I could save Batman. And he tries to do that. Um, that's when I'm like, oh, this is like a roguelite almost. I, I like that. <laughs> I never thought we would have done it that way. Anyways, continue. Yeah, and I like that even though that Barry, I mean, again, he is the accentuated, ridiculous element of that, that Barry character talking all the time, being kind of obnoxious and silly. They they somehow did enough that seeing that transition when he became so obsessed with I have to be able to fix this, it felt natural. And his demise, I thought, was actually impactful. I was like, oh, wow, this this is... It was sad to see that this person who could have had so much potential just just get stuck in this, this, this bump and not be able to get over it. And then wind up just waste his entire existence as the Flash, just stuck in this cycle trying to stop everything. And I don't know if he was he only focused on saving um, Kara and and Bruce, or if he fixated on other things in different parts of the world or universe. Because I thought maybe that's why everything started to collapse, or or maybe it was just he was causing so many waves of disruption by going back repeatedly that that's why everything was crumbling. Yeah, definitely giving another like demonstration as to the dangers of time travel and why you can't use it because. You all of a sudden are just like, I could say, I could do all this stuff. It's like, eventually the universe might just look like, the Earth will look like mush. And you'll yeah. just ruin the entire, like, you know, timeline. And you yourself become, you know, mush and not even, like, you know, a shadow of your former self. And I guess speaking of the mush, did you want to talk about that big bit in the climax there? Sure, why not? But I, I at least, I, I think it's funny, I didn't realize this till now, but yeah, I think... Uh, Younger Barry also has a character arc. Yeah. Where he does start off, you know, I, I didn't think about this, but yeah, he starts off with behind the ears and a very annoying intentionally. And then he self, he, like he sacrifices himself. Uh, he takes yeah. uh, a, a fatal blow from future insane Barry and who he also is, which is hilarious and wipes him out, wipes both himself and insane Barry from the timeline, giving prime Barry, I know this is weird. Uh, the chance to go back and, um, you know, undo what he did. Yeah, he has a very similar character arc to the other Barry where he learns that, oh yeah, I, I, I can't fix everything. I need to take responsibility for my mistake here. Because, I mean, he, he realizes, like, oh wait, that's me. And, you know, what, what I'm doing here is causing all these issues. And yeah, it takes them both out. Uh, yeah, I, I think they did that well. Yeah. And I like seeing his... Uh, his slow development. I like seeing him get his powers and he was like going crazy with excitement about it. And then forming like a brotherly bond with the other Barry. I think all that stuff was, was well developed. Yeah. I'm the, uh, I'm the bad guy or I'm the problem. Yeah. Uh, sure. Let's do it. Let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, the, yeah, the, the ending, I guess, uh, not the ending, but yeah, the, yeah. the multiverses colliding, which is like, okay, this is maybe the closest thing we're ever going to get to, um, Crisis on Infinite Earths on film. I know they did it on screen on on CW. I'm not going to throw them under the bus, but just yeah. in in universe and uh, through the use of what what they did uh, in this, we're just like see when the CW did they did use a lot of stuff from like TV past and whatnot. And this, I mean, they probably could have pulled from there as well. But like, see, look at this. This universe had its own crisis event. <laughs> yeah, and I. I mean, again, I, I, I can't, I mean, I don't know if I should knock them too much, but the effects, 
were just as bad as they were throughout most of the movie. I think by that point I'd grown more numb to it. I was just like, okay, this just is what it is. But so many people that don't look like people, they just look like video game characters inserted into a film. But yeah, we get to see a lot of different variants in Superman in particular. Uh, who did we all see? I guess we saw the the uh, the Nick Cage, Kevin Smith version finally brought to the screen. Did you like that? <laughs> oh, I was wondering if you liked that. Not not so much me, because I want to know if you liked it. I thought it was okay. Again, it would have been better if he didn't look like a video game character. But I was like, that's kind of an, a, a sweet, you know... A gift to, to both those people who tried so hard to get that made and so how many general audience members do you think like knew about that and i just said general audience members so obviously yeah i think i just answered my own question there well i wondered about that with a lot of stuff but yeah that in particular i was like yeah only a certain set is going to get this and other people are going to be like oh that's funny a nick cage cameo they're like wait he looks like a video game nick cage I was pleased that they had Adam West in there to some capacity. I kind of wish they had Leonard Carter there uh, in a similar capacity. Yeah. Uh, with just showing reels and and having you know uh, archival uh, voice lines. I, I was kind of hoping for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, at some point I was like, okay, I, I'm, I was okay. Let's let's just quickly talk about it because it's 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 side tangent, but the same thing. So I'm okay with the first set piece because it at least shows this is the level of CGI are going to deal with like what, what we're going to have throughout the film uh, obviously there's other parts of CGI that's that are a lot more integrated and finished on and worked on just to we hate to say it just accept it so I'm like okay yeah the, that's what the like so the Quicksilver type scene where he and or I guess Sonic the Hedgehog scene where he saves all the babies we'll talk about it maybe later I'm okay with that because uh, at least is like listen this is the level of CGI you're going to get. Please accept that. I'm like, you got it. So I was like, my standards were lowered and I wasn't, you know, disappointed. Um, yes, it's unfinished. They did what they could. <laughs> yeah, you didn't find it jarring, though? It didn't uh, even... With I'm not saying it wasn't jarring, but they were, it was just... It was too... I, I get it. It was, like, too ambitious for what they were going to do. And... Uh, to render everything would have cost so much for the manpower that where they were, I'm like, you know what? I accept it. Like, it looks like, you know, a PS4, PS5 character. But, you know what? At the end of the day, I know what they're trying to do. So, like, it didn't take me out of it. Like, maybe it did, but I was like, except for what it is, like, uh, I accept it. Yeah, I'll say just uh, sidetracking from this, this big ending... I think the part that was the most jarring, besides all the just the scenes with the two berries and that not working, it was that first scene with the babies that I was... I, if you were sitting next to me, you would have seen me putting my my, uh, my mouth into my hand and holding back laughter. I was like, oh my god, those babies just look unbelievably bad. You're just so embarrassed for like, oh, look at the fact that like a writer or a director was just like, hey, let's... Let's... Um... Let's you know. Let's let's do this and let's let's have, um, let's have CGI babies in the beginning. What? <laughs> and I, I like the scene. I think that the the scene was fun. I like the tension of him being like, "Oh crap!" You know, I didn't have enough energy to to manage this. And he's yeah. I thought that was fun. Him trying to get food in between. Like I like that moment when he's going towards one of the babies, and we think he's going for the baby, 
but then he just goes right past her, right to a vending machine. I thought that was a good little bit of comedic timing there. I thought people might think of that as, you know, being a little bit too dark. Just like, oh, and he's <laughs> going to leave the babies to die. Like, all right, I <laughs> guess that's that's okay. But no, I, it made sense for him to get more energy, which I kind of like yeah. visualized as well. I think he need a lot more calories than just that, but whatever. We're not, we're not going to talk about that. But again, I think it goes to your you know, frustration, but they're definitely relying too much on CGI. At this yeah. point, I... Again, they're just too ambitious. Like they're they're so ambitious. Like, what's on screen is like what the the, the best that all these animators are gonna do. Um, you could have AI do it, but then we're gonna have a lot of problems with that. So, yeah, and that I don't know, man. Like, I I, I I see what you're saying, but like, it's not gonna stop. Like, we're still even though you'll this is where him and I will always disagree. It's like you gotta like vote with your dollar, even though you like fundamentally disagree with that. It's not that I disagree with it. I think it's a it's a nice idea, but it's an idea that has no no actual effect. The the studios they don't care. If if you vote with your dollar and be like, I'm not supporting this, and enough people do it, they'll just go, okay, well let's put it to bed for five years and we'll come back again. They they know there's always gonna be people who are gonna line up, even if the at the moment things cool down. I mean, I, they they're back with another Indiana Jones. I mean that's. Who would have guessed after that? <laughs> it's almost like people want to make money. Exactly. And there's always going to be enough people to make money, even if they have to wait a little bit longer than they want to. But um, I was going to say, uh, in watching this, I, I kept thinking, could they have done this as an animated movie? Could they have just got all these people in and just... I mean, they, they it would not have been as jarring if they had just... Even if it was CGI animation... I feel like it would have been a much a more satisfying viewing for me, but maybe it wouldn't have made as much money. If you had, you know, Into the Spider-Verse, maybe not look, but, you know, the, the same idea as Into the Spider-Verse, this would have looked beautiful. That would have, like, yeah. you know, then nobody, then everybody would be like, the CGI looks so good, but... And I feel like people would be able... Because I, I think a lot of the criticism is just the fact that people are shocked that a movie released in 2023, in 2023 looks like this. I think... A lot of people, it shuts off their ability to appreciate what's there. They're just like, oh, no, fuck this movie. I can't believe how cheap and bad it is. But but to be fair, I actually haven't seen a lot of the criticisms. Eric, when we talked with him, was one of the first people that I'd heard who'd seen it. I haven't really seen it in any of my DC groups, my, my Facebook. I haven't really been on it lately. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really, again, I don't know much of the discourse other than, like, maybe if I'm on, you know, a Twitch stream, it's just like, oh, yeah, I heard it was bad. I'm like, and? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what? whatever. I mean, it's their opinion, so they're just stating what it is. But it's like, you know, on a, especially on, like, a Twitch stream, it's not going to, you don't have enough time to write down your thoughts in, you know, paragraphs or talk about it. So, yeah, um, I get it. I, I, I understand. But here now, it's like. Um, we we can discuss this stuff. So yeah, it's it's problematic, and it's still going to keep happening. Maybe one day, um, with the help of AI or whatnot, I'm not trying to take away jobs from people, but at the same time, it's like people are getting overworked. So that's the whole idea of AI: is that uh, it can take uh, you know work off of people's hands. It's it's so it's ugly. It's complicated. All right, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna put a pin in that and throw it sure. away for later. Uh, so the ending.
uh, with the yeah. universe is collided. So we have Christopher Reeves. We have whatever her name is, is Supergirl. Um, we have Nick oh, Cage, boy. as you said. We have uh, the hail. So we have we had we had Jay Garrick, but I don't know who it was supposed to be. Yeah, the actor. Yeah. Uh, oh, we had uh, we had the original uh, Fleischer Superman. Not Fleischer Superman. We had uh, what's his name? Oh yes, George Reeves. I think George Reeves. That's right. We had George Reeves, and um, who did I smirk at as well? Uh, Help me out here. What? Uh, who else did we have? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I I. It was all happening so fast. It was hard. For me. We missed an opportunity to do uh, Ryan Reynolds, which is hilarious, but I, that, that's their choice. <laughs> oh, for Green Lantern? Yeah, they could have done that if they wanted to. I didn't see uh, the one from Superman Returns. I don't remember his name right now. Brandon Routh. Now, he did mm. return for the CW's uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Um, but obviously that was for that, not for this. But yeah, I was, I was wondering if they were going to have Routh in there or not. Um <laughs> they didn't have Keanu Reeves' Constantine. That would have been funny. Yeah, no Val Kilmer. <laughs> I wish. Um, but um, when uh, we saw Christopher Reeves, and then I think it was Helen Slater. I, I can't remember for sure. I guess I can pull my DVD off the shelf. It's right beside me. <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, Helen Slater. Yeah, when she showed up, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my god. Like, What are we doing calling back to that? I guess it's... I mean, I guess it's in some vague way connected, but that that does not. Hey, man, Jimmy Olsen showed up in her movie. Well, I wonder if Oliver Harper is going to talk about this. And I was thinking, I really hope he does. And I wasn't thinking it seriously, but in my mind, I was like, what are we going to see next? Uh, Shaquille O'Neal is, is Steel. Are we going to see him in there? I wish we did, but nope, no dice this time. But but yeah no they were having they were definitely loving the fact that they get to connect all those pieces the the DC I guess not universe but DC history all in that moment there so see I can't take that away from I I, I thought it was fun for what it was yeah and I think it was also just a visual explanation or at least it was it was it could tell the audience that hey these worlds are merging that's not a good thing yeah I was wondering though. So I guess they were all just stopping and seeing it. They're like, because I wish we would have seen some more expression. It was just kind of them looking forward to me like, what's this? Uh, some other universe is peeking into our universe? And they weren't doing anything about it. They were just kind of watching. Yeah, again, it reminded me a bit of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths where it's like, oh, it's colliding. That's not a good thing. Like, yeah, it'll like both when they intersect, that means, you know, boom. Yeah, um, but you know they they could only do Weta could only do so much with uh, CGI faces, so you know it was just gonna be like, huh, or like <laughs> yeah. you know pure bizarrement. So, <laughs> um, oh, and then George Clooney shows up, which I also knew from a spoiler online. So it's like, thanks, you know. Oh wow, that's that's disappointing. Oh man. So I was like, oh okay. Um, I did not see it coming. It was also weird that in the beginning, uh, it's this is also this is also what made me think. Oh, Flashpoint should have been at the end of New Fifty Two. Uh, it's because the costumes for both Batman and Flash, respectively, are I believe like kind of well, at least Batman's is you know adapted, but it's very similar to their looks from New Fifty Two. Oh, I guess Batman's also looks a bit like Injustice Batman. Uh, but there's again, it's there's a lot of things that are um, picked 
picked a cross from different batches, but I liked it. I, I liked how blue it was as well. Yep. Yeah, and I like that whole little opening action scene with, with Batman. I think that they did a good job giving him a little spotlight there. So this, this is probably going to be the last time we see this Batman. Yeah, they... I think that was a respectable action scene for him. They sent him out uh, with some dignity, I guess. Maybe yeah. more than Henry Cavill. Um, where, you know, he gets the luxury of confronting Black Adam. It's like, hey, we need to talk. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and his little cgi cameo in this i was like oh boy that does not look good same with uh but again i guess we already addressed that stuff but yeah they did get him and jason mo in there it was nice to see gal gadot as uh or sorry how do you say her name again uh gal gadot thank you gal gadot uh again is wonder woman again which maybe the last time we see her is wonder woman but thumbs up for me yeah, no, it, that was the moment when it was her and the, the, the Flash and, and Batman. And Batman had the lasso of truth wrapped around his, his, his wrist and he was accidentally un, uh, uh, revealing too much. But I was like, oh, you know, the, these three, I, I have a little bit of nostalgia. I wish that we could have gotten good stuff with, the, with them. Because all, all the actors, I think, were good. It was just the movies that just didn't really... I mean, the Snyder Cut did what it did. I... <laughs> I think that was more dignity for them, but like, yeah, the, the it's the direction, it's the writing that you were, you know, not pleased with. Maybe the movie itself as well, but like, yeah, for, it's so funny for like a brief glimpse or for a moment, it's like what we could have had. Yeah, and it's like, dang, like, dang. Oh well. Um, do you think? I don't. I'm just gonna go there right now. This is not the end of the, the conversation, but. Do you think you enjoyed this more than some of the recent um, MCU films? And I'm sorry to go there. I'm only just like asking because, like, how how do you feel the stacked against some of like is this is this different enough from uh, the MCU formula? Uh yeah, no, it definitely feels different from the MCU. Yeah, it has much more of a well. I mean, again, it's got it's got a lot of the DC problems where it's just like, oh, I can see a lot of good in here, but there's so much stuff that feels not fully professional um that that i feel like that's across the board with almost every one of their movies lately and this has that so it so it, it feels a lot less polished than any of the mcu movies have been uh maybe maybe thor 11 thunder is the closest in terms of the unpolished element but no it, it feels like it's got more uh like it has a director behind it that's really trying to do something in his own flavor um and some of the most recent MCU movies have definitely lacked that a lot. Not Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 or Eternals, but many of the other ones. Yeah, I can't speak for all those, of course. But just from the discourse that I've heard from people, not I, again, I'm, I guess I'm with you with like, you know, Phase 4 was the experimentation phase. And, you know, people are just like, this is a joke. Don't do like stop the MCU. It's just like, wow, people definitely are decisive nowadays. Um, yeah, and... I will just say, uh, for, for those folks, I feel like a lot of those folks were much higher on the movies that I thought felt more formulaic and uh, forgettable. I guess they just like the formulaic and forgettable stuff more. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, people are simple-minded. Like, at least some no, people no, be. I don't that's, know about that's that. So, that's so terrible of me. I'm sorry. I appreciate the MCU yeah, trying to be different from what they've been, even though they're not always successful. I think it's much stronger for them to keep trying to to be different although maybe not as financially successful 
Well, even in, I think in a way, no, I think you know to I guess to give the benefit of the doubt, like they have, like people will go see it regardless. Like I've said before, uh, the MCU doesn't need to do much marketing because people will go see it regardless. Yeah, um, maybe of course, yeah. Give. I'm not saying don't spend any money on marketing. Like, yeah, you still got to market the film, but I don't think they need to. Um, and maybe, uh, maybe they are doing this. I have no idea. But they don't have to, you know, spend as much money. It's just now you could say like, oh, have you go, gone to see the new MCU film? It's like you can spread it by word of mouth alone without having to do much. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, large amounts of advertising. Um, so it's like. Maybe it is a good idea that, you know, if you think of them as albums, if you think of each phase as an album, um, yeah, this was their time to um, really experiment. So I guess I can, you know, what? I'm giving praise to the MCU. I was just like, yeah, give, like, you know, they uh, are allowed to experiment now because they've had three albums that were very successful. Yeah, and I'll just say, uh, to take back to your initial question, it definitely does feel distinctly divergent from the MCU house style. This feels very much like it's got a different flavor. And so I can appreciate that. And and again, yeah, it's, it's not always successful. There's lots of things where I was unintentionally laughing at the movie. But that mainly comes down to the production side of stuff. So Yeah, this is by no means a, you know, perfect movie or anything like that. And yeah, it's not like, you know, this isn't a CGI fest like we said it is. And then, you know, yeah. it's the same thing with all, or with most of those MCU films as well. But like, what what isn't CGI infested nowadays? What's that? Indie films that aren't mainstream? What? <laughs> yeah, so people always get t- stuck in those weird bubbles where they're like, oh, the only movies that come out these days are superhero films. I was like, well, are you even half paying attention to what's coming out? You, you really think that's all that's coming out? But uh, the people, just hyperbole, I guess, but it bothers me. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, the two most recent film reviews we've done from like three from the movies at least what i've done are mainstream films so like i'm a hit yeah, for that <laughs> no i'm i'm sure you're aware that other movies are coming out you just don't go to see them yeah but that's i should be going to see them because you know these shouldn't matter the real films should <laughs> well maybe i'll start hitting you up again for yeah random flicks i'm gonna go see the new wes anderson movie this week and is that this week or is it already out it's already out and yeah asteroid city there you go. Let's let's. I've heard nothing but terrible things. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard anything about it. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, where to go next? Um, uh, so Nora Allen, the crux behind the film. Yes. Uh, we we don't get too many scenes with her, uh, but the scenes that we do get with her, I think that they picked a really good actress, and her chemistry with Ezra Miller, I feel they they got that element very well done. Um, and and the movie would have a lot less impact if those scenes didn't play as well as they do, especially their final scene together when he's uh, choosing to undo the the choice to save her at the start when he goes and meets her. I, th- I, th- I thought that scene was surprisingly, uh, oh, what's the word? Uh, moving? It's heartfelt. Yeah, moving, moving, exactly. Yeah, that was that was the big emotional thing, and I think had they not gotten that right, I I think the movie would have probably not been as redeemable as it really uh, as it is right now. Yeah, I mean, again, yeah, there's 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 you know stuff that doesn't work in it, but honestly, that was the core of it, and I'm glad the director and the writers realized that, and made me care about that the, that family basically. What did you think of the dad? I guess the dad was just the dad. 
No, I liked him. Yeah, I, I, I think they recasted. I don't think... Actually, I think it was... Uh, oh, what was his name from Alien Covenant? I think... Uh, oh, what was his name? I didn't see it, sir, so I, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Guy, Guy Pierce. Michael <laughs> no. uh, Fassbender. No, uh, let me... I'll, I guess I'll quickly look. Sorry. That's that's all right. Um, I also like the fact that Tamara Morrison also, uh, you know, made it made a cameo. That was kind of a little fun little, I guess. Again, like it's everybody was in this film. Yeah, it felt like a celebration. Like they're really wanting to, you know, kiss the history of not just this extended universe, but the whole kind of DC history. And yeah, no, I, I appreciated that, especially if this is the the last entry in the before the turn happens uh, but it was billy credup oh that's right i remember yeah i remember you saying that somewhere in uh one of our speakeasies where yeah it was billy credup and i was like oh let's go um but yeah this is, is it the guy from office space uh that sounds right now that you say it i, I recognize the actor but i didn't know what i knew him from because i kept thinking it was um oh what the heck is that guy's name i just I, like we just saw him recently in uh godzilla versus king kong um oh um the dad yeah the dad you know our our, our yeah our kaiju veteran uh bud whatever his name is play live action sterling archer yeah man now that name stuck in the back of my yeah and he and he was in uh uh peter jackson's king kong as well yeah which is also right beside me even closer than superman so i'll pull that down you need supergirl 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 hey thank you it is um Oh, and of course, he's not listed in here. Why do I think of Justin? It's, it's not Justin. It's uh, uh let's keep going. Yeah, let's. Uh... Yeah. Either way, those like, uh, you know, I think the scenes were cool. I, I oh, we also forgot Iris. Oh yes, and we'll, I'll, I'll get to her just just briefly. I wanted to mention. Of course. I really like the scene too when Barry first comes to the past and meets his his parents, and. You know, they're, they're like, oh, you, you, his dad's like, oh, you look so old. Like, what's that college doing to you? And they have their little dinner there. I thought that that played really sweet as well. And I liked his uh, his reaction when he saw Barry coming. And, and Barry is just like, a, what the hell is he doing? He's like kicking over a garbage can, like fumbling t- towards the... I was like, what the hell is this guy? Is he like walking chaos? Just See, I thought that, but then I, I, first I thought it was just some, like... Like drunk, like, yeah. or, or somebody on a sub, like on the substance of some sort, and it was like a robber or something like that coming to the house to like cause mischief and or ill had ill intent, and it wasn't. I was like, oh, it was Barry, like it was younger Barry. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's just like a weirdo, I guess. It's like, oh fuck these garbage cans, <laughs> but I like when he tackled him. He's just like, oh excuse me, I, I gotta. Yeah, he has his little uh, toilet humor joke there go shit on the lawn and then he knocks him down I, I like that how that played out but um yeah who, who sorry where'd you want to go again iris west iris west yeah uh doesn't have too much in the movie um what would you think of her um i liked her <laughs> that's not that's the that's, that's, that's very like bland and there's you got a very vague and ambiguous like what do you mean by that is is this how she was in uh, Snyder's version of Justice League? I was trying to remember if it was the same actress. Um, I don't really remember her. I remember that she was in it. 
Or at least I think she was. I don't know. I, I, I feel like she was in it, but I don't really remember what she did in it. So maybe that's telling. Fairly certain you told me she was, but anyways. Yeah, I, I think I remember the part that she would have been in, but I don't remember what she did. So I thought, uh, at least thinking what what you said about her being in Zack Snyder's Justice League, I thought this was the role she was in, and like she and Barry were gonna start off as a couple already, like they did in Flashpoint. But no, these two are like seeing each other, seeing each other for the first time after years, and it's like, oh, okay, so they're starting their relationship. So it's weird because in the comic, I believe uh, Barry and her are already like a couple. Oh, okay. Hmm. Again, adaptation, not, don't worry, I'm not gonna, like, scream out, like, this is wrong! <laughs> like, what do <laughs> they do? It's just like, oh, fair enough. And I guess it is Iris being the impetus for... Well, okay, yeah, so I, I do like the fact that this is the first time Barry also has, the, like, the ability to time travel, uh, and this is what gives him the idea to do it, so I'm like, okay, that's, that's fair. Like, he's never learned how to time travel, he always should. It's like, no, he hasn't discovered that, so it's like, of course, the first thing he thinks about when he does go to time travel is you know go save his mother and he even brings that up with bruce wayne and he's like i could mm. also save your parents and i like how bruce is oh. like just just let it let it be yeah no I, I thought that ben affleck played that scene really well you could see and when barry's like oh do you want to go out for for have a meal together and he's like not this time you could tell that that him mentioning about his parents just it's stung. like i don't think there was you know, just correct me if I'm wrong, maybe this is subjective, but I don't think there was, like, almost any terrible performances in this film. No, yeah, it felt like everyone came to play and everyone was, was doing... It didn't feel like anyone was just showing up just to do a, a brief job, especially the old Justice League crew. Like, it didn't feel like Gal Gadot just showed up to collect a paycheck and was like, okay. It felt like maybe she knew that this was probably going to be her last one, too. And so she tried to go out with a smile. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. So I want to, that's another praise that everybody actually tried. Uh, no, I want to say, I can't say tried, but uh, everybody put on a good performance and I didn't feel as though there was any bad acting. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I guess, yeah, I, I thought, I, I didn't actually realize Iris is going to be in this film, but I guess she suited the role she was going to, I was wondering if she was ever going to show up in uh, the other time, well, we 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 said like, oh yeah, like younger Barry's gonna go out on a date with her, uh, hmm. and that was it. It's like, and no. Yeah, I liked that that element was there, and I liked the the whole element. I thought it was really smart to have Barry depowered for most of the movie. I thought that created a very different dynamic, and I liked the way that they they played with that, and forced him to be that kind of guy directing someone in a chair. Even though he was out in the field putting himself at risk, but forcing him more into that leader role, just in the fact that he couldn't really do much on his own. I thought that that was a really good way to uh, grow his character. Um, much like Batman, or at least Keaton's Batman, uh, he has the experience. That's what like makes him still li uh, viable, or at least um, uh, useful in, in battle. Yeah, and I thought they did a really good job in his final battle because of course what's batman gonna do going against this army of kryptonians uh kryptonians yep no it's odd and the other kryptonians oh okay yeah i i knew it was them i just kryptonians for whatever reason sound wrong in my mind just then but um yeah like what the hell is he gonna do up against them so i like that they had him up in the the skies just doing uh like cover fire kind of thing i thought that was 
smart use of Batman in that kind of scenario. I guess in a way, I also have to... I also have to say this reminds me also of the closest thing we'll ever get uh, to... What is it? A flash with both... What is it? Uh, both Barry Allen and Wally West, where we have, like, the older Barry Allen and then, like, the younger Barry Allen. Oh, that's interesting. It's like... <laughs> I guess that's also another thing that we'll never maybe maybe we'll get with um, James Gunn as uh, as the I guess DC guy now, but for yeah. now it's like that's the closest we're gonna get I guess you know on screen, which is nice. And I like the dynamic with the older Barry and uh, Kara, that she was he was kind of her in to humanity, like the first person who treated her, you know, the way that you should treat another person. <laughs> And that's what kind of gave her that opening to embrace, like, maybe maybe this is a species worth saving. Maybe I shouldn't let my uh, people from my species just eradicate them. <laughs> yeah, especially when Zod does reveal his plan as to, you know, uh, wanting to terraform the entire planet. Uh, and yeah, I, I actually am okay with, like, Carr being on board with, like, yeah, the humans showed you nothing but fear and... Uh, withheld like held you in yeah. that you know prison, um, so you would have every reason to side with Zod, or at least like step aside and be like I I don't have any dog in this fight. Do whatever. <laughs> oh, and as I mentioned before, the change uh, from in this timeline is that instead of Cal L being um, having the DNA sequence to rebirth the entire Kryptonian species, instead uh, Kara has it. Yep, and they killed him as a baby. That's, that's damn. <laughs> so did he initially... Oh, yeah, because he, um, he didn't have any of the genetic codes, correct? Yeah, I guess they they did all their tests and they just used him up. And, yeah, they didn't get what they were looking for. So they're looking for her now. And did you get a sense that maybe there could have been a romance developed between Barry and her? I was thinking, well, it wasn't, it wasn't just that. It's which Barry? Because <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah, she seemed like she was more attached to the older one. But yeah, no. <laughs> Both of them seemed to yeah, have something for her. Yeah, I mean, I, I I could see. I never thought that would be a... There's a cool, like, you know, little fan fiction idea of, like, hey, if we explore this angle, could almost be the same age, potentially. Anyways, I'm not going there. But yeah, I, I definitely felt that there was uh, some chemistry, potentially, between the two. But uh, hinting at, of course, not, like, outright, which I like. Yeah, and I like the role that she played in helping Barry get his powers back. And I like the fact that the other two are just like, uh, we don't feel like this is a good idea, this seems crazy. But they still trust him enough to let him go ahead with it, his little Frankenstein routine. <laughs> Which was quite a... Did you somewhat get... Roll your eyes at the fact that when he... When Batman uh, is helping him perform the experiment, he has a bat kite... I love that. That that felt like something right out of Batman sixty six. I was like, of course, everything's got to be a bat logo. Even this, it's. Just, <laughs> I thought that was fun. You are not <laughs> wrong, sir. I was like, all right. I I know what this movie is. It's it's like, it's trying to be fun. So I can't yeah. I can't help but have a smile on my face. And I appreciate them using that old Tim Burton or not Tim Burton, the old Danny Elfman theme so much. Whenever that Batman was doing his little hero moments. I, I I didn't mind that. Yeah, I I may not be as uh, I haven't watched a lot of '89. More like I haven't consumed it 
as much as you have. You know, it's one film, but like I haven't like rewatched it over and over again like you have. So, but what I do always go back to is the Elfman score, and I was like, all right, I gotta. Okay, that was yeah. That's that's I, I like that score a lot. Um, speaking of which, was he the uh, composer for this film? I don't think so. I don't think I saw his name in the credits. Okay, because the music was trying to have a identity of its own mm-hmm. uh i have to listen to it again maybe i'll listen to it like on the internet somewhere because I f- yeah I, f- I feel like it was really trying to not be generic superhero music yeah and it, it was okay i think the danny elfman stuff stood out the most but the the rest of it was was i thought decent enough I guess the worst, maybe not my worst thing, but what I'm unsure about is the jokes, all the humor. Because mm. uh, there was some stuff that landed and some stuff that I was like, okay, is this MCU levels of humor or okay. uh, is this like lowest common denominator humor? Because I was like, there were some jokes I laughed at, some jokes that I didn't laugh at, and other things that probably weren't funny, but I did laugh at anyways. Yeah, I didn't have too many laughs. One of the ones that I, I did actually have a chuckle, which, which I rarely do in the theater was when uh, uh, Barry, he, he's, he picks up the, the younger Barry and they go through this glass door. And then once they go through the door, it just opens. For whatever reason, that I just thought that was a, a good little visual gag. That's, yeah, no, that, that that's funny. Uh, I will say I like the little, uh, the intangibility detail that we would never get with Kitty Pride, uh, where they can face through walls. I'm like, okay. Yeah that was really well realized and explains you know how it is how it works yeah, and i also liked when they came to the 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 wayne manor and the the younger berry's like what the hell like what is this is this hell <laughs> for whatever reason i thought that was funny because it's such a weird thing to say <laughs> is this hell i know something that may have looked like completely ridiculous but was trying to be was the part where uh what's it when uh after the lightning bolt uh depowers berry um, and he is like, all right, I'm going to phase through the wall. Or, and then he like, what didn't work. And then he goes around in circles to like, <laughs> of course, the way Ezra Miller's running, like is supposed to look ridiculous. And I'm like, all right, I guess that's funny. And what makes it worse is that's how he looks when he's running in the, the CGI. It's it looked exactly the same. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I guess I liked the display of speed by the way uh, i think it's come a long way since uh was it dawn of justice or yeah yeah i guess yeah dawn of justice but also i guess you know uh what's his name joss wheaton's uh, uh, uh justice league yeah no i agree and i didn't love the suit but it was definitely a huge improvement over what they had before um yeah that felt very much like what the hey it felt very much uh, like a New 52 costume. Yeah. No, I could definitely see that. Yeah. I did like seeing the ring again. I thought they realized that decently as well. Yeah. No, I actually, that was, I was, I was happy with that. Oh, but unfortunately, just due to time constraints, we'll have to, to wind it down now. No, that's, I think, I think that's pretty much it. I don't really, I don't, I don't think I have much else to say about this film other than like, I was, I was surprised. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah absolutely and did you come up with the worst thing throughout or or not really uh yeah just come back to me at some point at a later date sure because <laughs> um I, I got nothing but what, what what are you feeling sir are you feeling this movie i'm feeling i would say go see it 
set your expectations just knowing that yeah this isn't going to be fully polished there's going to be some rough edges to get around but there's a lot of heart the the writing is ultimately i would say satisfying and even though it has the potential for i could see people easily rolling their eyes and being like oh nostalgia overload all this is is references to the past i can see people having that knee-jerk reaction just knowing what the internet is <laughs> but i think that reaction would be just wrong i think that there is a, a real story at the core of all that fan service yeah and yeah a good one it's something that i think many people could relate to maybe of like if you had the ability to go back and you know change uh the course of history to save a loved one would you do that so it's like you know what basic premise yeah like if you like that's that's the whole film that's the whole film so it's like that's a, that's the whole conversation in the elevator there you go yeah, that's a, sorry. That's the whole plot of the movie in an elevator uh, pitch or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you meant. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I think we both say go see it while you still can. Uh, yeah, would I watch it again? Would I own this? Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's very weird to say, but yeah. And yeah, no, I guess tune in for the next DC movie that comes out. We'll probably do this again. I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird because now I want to go and watch and or just yeah do Flashpoint, but just to show you how it compares and even that's an adaptation so i'm not going to say it's like a direct one but and i'll yeah i'm surprised and i'll use the end of this as an excuse to say tune in soon i've been we've been putting it off for many years i'm not sure why but i think at the now that this is over i think it might be a nice time to go back and look at the history of dc live action films uh, i don't know if you're if you're open to it but yeah i, I think we should start that relatively soon well, I mean, we did we did the Swamp Thing stuff. <laughs> that counts. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess that counts. Yeah, so I can scratch that off the list. And yeah, I don't know if we'll go chronologically, chronologically, but we'll probably end at least with the DC EU stuff. Give some time to uh, yeah, move away from these recent reviews that we've done. You know, yeah, it's not the. I think there's not as many as Marvel. No, definitely not. I'm pretty sure Marvel has way more, which is hilarious. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I did both. I did a run-through of, of both of them. And yeah, Marvel was just truckloads. <laughs> Even though DC's been putting out movies for longer, yeah, a whole lot less. You know, just, okay, to finish this out, one more thing. Just one more thing. Sure. Which did you prefer more, this or No Way Home with the other two Spider-Men? Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's been too long. I, I feel like maybe... I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I would have to see that one again to really know. Because it's kind of dealing... I didn't realize this until now. It's kind of dealing with similar th ideas, not themes, but ideas that I haven't seen it. But just like, you know, there's a crossover with many uh, different... What what that has more is villains than this where... I mean, it has Michael Shannon, but like... Uh, that's all That's all the only like villain who who's there. Well, I guess... Yeah. Of course, insane Barry himself, but... Yeah, that's a that's a good question of like which would people I guess obviously um Spider-Man's much more success or like you know, No Way Home was a success because they brought back uh Garfield and Maguire. So maybe that was much more success than this, but I mean right now for me I I put this one above No Way Home, but that's obviously not fair because I didn't see No Way Home. Yeah, he didn't even see. It. <laughs> yeah, so that's like I said that's not fair at all. Um yeah. but 
I mean, as of now, it's like I, I put it above No Way Home. Well, again, I, I don't know if that's. I, I don't think you can put it above. Yeah, you don't. Asterix, asterix. <laughs> yeah, you. Lo I like it better in this movie. I didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll say, I mean, me, I'll go even more extreme. Even though I have seen it, I can't say it because it's been two years since I've seen it. I only saw it once, so I don't have a fresh enough mind to, to judge. Do you think you'll forget this movie? Well, I I think it's possible. What am I saying? Like you, two years. I, I'm sure it'll. I'm sure all my my memory of it will have faded a lot. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But it, that's just about every movie that I see. Two years is uh, yeah. My memory isn't the best. It isn't what it used to be. No, well, that's fair. But maybe in two years' time, we'll be reviewing it again. Maybe in a commentary form or or something. I don't know how long it's going to take to get through this other DC stuff. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll definitely see. But thank you, Isaac, for just discussing with this movie or discussing this movie with me and and seeing it. I had a lot of fun talking about it with you. So yeah, I'm I'm just imp I'm just like kind of befuddled and surprised. I'm I'm happy that I went to see a film with you and I'm I wasn't looking at my phone all the time. I didn't want to. I didn't give it up <laughs> and go to the bathroom. I actually like sat through it and gave it its time it deserved. And I was pleasantly surprised. I I'm just shocked. Well, hopefully we'll do some more of that this summer. But do you want to close it out for us? Yes, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and affiliate for listening to us. I hope it was enjoyable. Maybe we swayed some people. Maybe we just made enemies. Who knows? Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I would recommend this film for other people to go watch. And maybe we're just insane people and, you know, we're not with the discourse. But uh, till next time, don't be messing with time travel because, I mean... Unless it's already happened, and yeah, I don't know. Oh, and um, all I could think of when when Barry had to go back in time and was like, I gotta give her a, bowl, uh, a can of tomatoes. <laughs> all I could think of was the code meant uh, skit of like um, uh, the soup aisle. Everybody knows what that is. Oh, not me. Till next time. Peace. Peace.